Hello, I'm Alex Mansfield, the host of Manny Talk Shooting, and welcome to another episode. This is the shooting podcast where I talk to individuals all across the shooting industry. We'll talk competition, self-defense, concealed carry. If you like this content, check out our YouTube channel, Manny Talk Shooting. And without further ado, let's get to this episode. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Manny Talk Shooting, the shooting podcast on the internet because it's there. It's where everything is. Find it on the internet. But anyway, let's plug the title sponsor of the podcast, Go Fast, Don't Suck. We've got awesome match jerseys, awesome match banners if you need them, hats, and don't forget the truthful but real memes. So go check them out, gofastdon'tsuck.net. Tell them in your order, Manny sent you, and move on with your day, because that's what you do. Buy something and get back to work, because we all know you're buying it on the internet while you're at work, so it is what it is. But anyway, without further ado, let's get to today's guest. Today's guest is Miss Jen Tang. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, it's it's about time I finally got around to this. It just seems like I've gotten almost everybody in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm working my way there, but it's okay. But uh, I don't know. I think I was talking with, I was I don't know if it was Matt or if it was T, and I was like, oh, we got to have Jen on. I was like, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. But, T and I are kind of like a pair, right? <laughs> well, now you there's three of you now. Oh yeah, Paula. Have yeah. you met? at all or talk to her no i haven't yet but uh she's a dj yeah she's a top female dj in new york but she's she's been a lot of fun she's um it's been good that she like came to dallas because she got like a lot of like different clicks to kind of like talk to each other and now everyone's like friends with everyone and hanging out with each other and it's pretty cool that is pretty cool and what was it i can't remember she started shooting what was it what was it ryan's angel no not angels it was something else but i can't remember now but it was it was hilarious is that what you're talking about yeah you guys are all posted up or something it was funny (laughs) but anyway i'm gonna forget now but anyway so jen who are you and how did you get into shooting um so hi my name is jennifer tang i am from dallas texas um i mainly well I mainly shoot carry optics. I'm a B-class shooter, and I recently got an Infinity Open Gun, so I've shot three matches with that. Um, I had a few malfunctions because it was during the winter, and I just had my extractor changed out, so I haven't had a chance to test it yet, but hopefully I'll, you know, play and open a little bit more, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did you just randomly stumble across like practical shooting or who kind of brought you uh, in on that? Okay, So how it all began, um, T and I kind of knew each other before all the shooting stuff and we hung out a little bit. Um, and so we went to this camping trip uh, to Washita Falls. It's a national forest um, with our dogs. We both have German shepherds <laughs> and they're like besties and um <laughs> So she was like, oh, I just got my uh, Glock 43X. And so we kind of, she kind of showed me that. And I was like, oh, I've had my carry permit for a long time now, but I've never like really had the guts to buy a gun or, you know, I like, I wasn't really confident with it and I didn't know too much about shooting or anything, but I wanted, I knew I got my carry license. Like I probably had it for like two years at that point. And so she kind of gave me that push to like, you know, go to the range and, you know, buy my own gun and stuff. So we we took her gun to the range and then we were like, oh, this is really fun. It's nice to have like another girl to shoot with. So I went out and I bought my first gun, um, which is a SIG P365. And so we would basically go to the range probably like three or four times a week and just like target practice. Um, and it was like an indoor range. So we didn't really know much then, but we thought we were the shit because we were like, oh yeah, we're pretty good at this. And we were like hitting all the targets and getting everything like 
you know, bullseye and everything. Um, and so she bought ammo from this guy, Michael C., from a mutual friend. And he was like, hey, you guys should come out to a practice uh, practice day. So that's when we were like, yeah, sure, that sounds cool. But, you know, we never really thought that we would be like competitive shooting or anything cool like that. Um, but yeah, so we're like, yeah, sure. So we came out to Ryan's practice day. And then that's when we kind of never looked back. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was uh, May 31st, 2020. It was like during COVID. Um, yeah. So been shooting since. Mm -hmm. And and you started in production of all places. Like it seemed. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was the thing. You know, I thought that's like <laughs> where you start. Everyone kind of thinks like, oh, production is where you start. Iron sights. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, I stayed in it for a year because I was like, oh, I want to get good at iron sights. And but as soon as I switched to the dot, I was like, I don't know why I was like torturing myself for a year because shooting with the dot was so much easier. Mm -hmm. It is true, and then it just gives you excuses to like you know beautify all your guns right like, yeah. like get them all cut up and then painted like the best color in the world green yeah. my guns look pretty cool mm -hmm. well yeah you've got what you're you've got two shadow twos now yes so okay. you want to see them oh heck yeah um let me uh just plug in my range panda uh rpg2 case right here the foam <laughs> My See, goodness. I'm not the only one who forgets what their acronym is. I just had to think for think about it for a little bit, but yeah, it's always easy. The range panda part's easy, but then it's like, uh, what's the rest of this? So here's my my shadow that I mostly shoot matches with. It's the OD green, and then my other one. This is my second one, my backup. Got the green lock grips, but with a Vietnam tiger stripe um, slide. Oh, that's pretty cool. Urban gray. Yeah, and I'm, that's the shooting sports innovations. Um, uh, yeah, slide the, stop. Yeah, the slide stop, which I really like. Um, I tried the TiVo, but it's like really big. Yeah, the really thumb rest, not a thumb rest thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I heard it's like a skateboard ramp, is what people say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's. It's definitely an interesting product. I mean, hey, it's legal, so they can use it, right? Yeah. yeah. So you said you start, you know, you kind of then got hooked on Ryan's practice days. Um, how long did you, you know, take lessons from Ryan? Um, I took like two private lessons from Ryan, and it was mainly it was mainly when I was like really really new to shooting. So he kind of got us, uh, got T and I started. We took um. We each took one private lesson with him together, and then we took like a private lessons by ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, we just kind of hung out with him and kept in touch. And he still coaches us like here and there. But he's not getting paid anymore. <laughs> yeah, we've passed the point where where we pay him, but right. So he's was, friend, though. yeah, it was funny because he sent in a question. It was like, "Who's your first official instructor, and why is Ryan the absolute best?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we love Ryan. But his facility is pretty cool, though. From what I've seen on video, it's got like the turf on the ground and yeah. every, like everyone goes and shoots there. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, I mean, it's it's a, he he pretty much like helps anyone that's new at like our local matches. Um, and he's pretty much our local guy that we direct all the new people to. He's just very knowledgeable and, you know, he's really good at teaching and kind of showing people the ropes and stuff. 
So you could say he's approachable then. Yes, he's very friendly and he has like a way of, you know, helping you out and showing, <laughs> you know, showing you what to do and safety and all that from the beginning. Yeah, which is cool. And especially when it's in a way of non-belittling, it's just like, hey, here's what you could do, you know, you know, yeah. do this, this, or, you know, it's whatnot. Or here's a good stage plan for you. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that don't have the right approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, you said you should, you're you're going to be a, primarily a carry optic shooter. Could that change if you decide that your infinity is like the best thing ever? And then you switch to open full time and only yeah. look, and look back and look down on all the carry optics people. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm kind of struggling with right now, because um, like I felt that I shot more a lot more aggressively with the open gun. Um, and I love carry optics, carry optics because it's like a lot simpler. You know, you can get nine millimeter ammo anywhere. You can just use whatever. And, you know, you don't have to clean your gun as much and everything's just a lot more simple. But with like the open gun, you know, I noticed that I could like shoot on the move more. And I was like way more aggressive, like getting put to positions and just shooting faster and everything like that. So I don't know. <laughs> Never know, right? And we'll see. It's okay. Did you get your second one ordered yet? <laughs> My husband would kill me. <laughs> no, just say it's it's just like disc golf. <laughs> it's just like disc golf. <laughs> I mean, discs are like fifteen to twenty dollars. You know, but they add up. Like if you think about, if I wonder how if he's got enough discs, I wonder how many guns that would equate to. <laughs> well, he has a um, bourbon and whiskey hobby that he's really into, and you know that costs a lot so oh so so there you go yeah. Whiskey. yeah there you go it equals yeah. an infinity right exactly it adds up too yeah yeah i i am very surprised because that man can get down and cook i was like he was made i don't know you posted a video he's making bacon or something i was like oh my god that looks really good oh he made some um well he got his smoker for his birthday last year in february so it's been almost a year but he's been like testing out a lot of recipes and he made candied bacon, and that was really, really good. Yeah, and then I think, I don't know, I, I swear to God, the video was him shirtless cooking bacon. I'm like, that is a true soldier there. Yeah, some, sometimes if you watch my stories, you'll get, a, you know, some abs in there. Yeah, I mean, but his food looks fire. That, that's all I'm going to say about that. But that's, that's how mm, candied bacon does sound good right now. This is the problem when you do these hungry, because then the, then it gets, you get you more hungry. But anyway, beside the point. But, oh, da, da. Speak, well, I guess we can talk about this. Everyone asks, what's the secret to the soup? Oh, secret to pho? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, we cook it overnight. So, you know, it's over like 12 to 14 hours of cooking. Um, basically, we start the bones the next, or you know, like the day before. Um, we'll throw the bones in, boil it, add, you know, our seasoning and our salt, onions, ginger, celery, and um and then we add the rest of the seasoning in the morning mm-hmm. and then basically once lunchtime rolls around it's ready to go that does sound intense now how many times do you catch matt chua inside the restaurant <laughs> uh, see matt every now and then yeah he's a good supporter i think t when t lived um t used to live like across the street from my restaurant she would eat at my restaurant maybe like i don't know like three or four times a week <laughs> Well, that's because it's easy. It's like, oh, I'll just go outside, go for a walk, and go get some lunch. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. A, yeah, everyone's a everyone's been, you know, stopping by supporting lately. So really appreciate that. 
Yeah, that's really nice when you got your friends and be like, "Hey, we'll go, let's go get some, we'll go get some soup." Then, but it's it's more than just soup. It's like it's like everything. It's like oh, it's, it just sounds so good. Yeah, do you have do you have pho in your area? No, I just have. There's a ramen place like the next town over, and it's not really. I've been there once, and it wasn't that good. Well, when you're in Dallas, I'll treat you to some, you know, the best spa in the world. I need to come down. I really need to because I want to go like to an Infinity experience, but that's how you drive that. You fly to Dallas, Fort Worth. You stop there. <laughs> you, um, you should shoot the world shootout. Oh, it's too early and I, I've i been procrastinating. I don't have ammo loaded yet for my open gun. So that, that's the struggle bus right now. At least two months. You yeah. can, you, you have a time. But then I got to develop a load. That's too much work. It's and and, and they'd make fun of me because it's a nine major and not uh, thirty eight super comp. At least you can go buy ammo. I mean, well, you got to order it, but you can at least <laughs> buy it. <laughs> but yeah. So what now was the restaurant your idea, your husband's idea, or a culmination well, of the both? So my mom and my sister started the restaurant probably over like ten years ago when my sister and her went to Vietnam. Um, when my mom, my grandma passed away on my mom's side. So she kind of got inspired after that. And then she found like the perfect location. Um, our original location is on Dallas and lovers lane. And so that's why it's called fuzz for lovers, but Mm -hmm. yeah, so they started it. And then like, I think about a year later, we opened my location, which is the second location. Um, and then we like quickly opened a third location after that. And then it got, it kind of got a lot with three locations between like my sister and I running it. And so we found my location that I'm currently at now, which is, you know, really close to my parents' house. So we sold the second and third location. And then now we're keeping just the fourth location. So really we just have two locations. Oh, so you've got the one on Lover's Lane and then you got the fourth location. Yeah, which is now the second location. Yes. (laughs) But in chronological order, it's number four. But anyway, that's cool. So you got two locations now. Um, do you sell more than just pho or is it all just pho? No, we sell more than pho. Um, we sell like banh mi's, which are sandwiches, Vietnamese sandwiches. Uh, we sell vermicelli, rice dishes. Um, and then we have like a shaken beef, which is filet mignon stir fried with veggies. That one's really popular and delicious. And we have fried rice. So we have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that pretty cool. And, and, and I bet you cannot eat the same thing twice in a week. I'm betting. <laughs> it's always a little different it's never the same yeah but you know what i never get tired of pho really like i can, I can eat pho like every day yeah but it's but you got you, you might add a new ingredient you never know you never know Yeah, i do mix it up though you know like eat different meats or i mean i could get down on egg i mean this is not i don't know i, I could eat egg rolls every day i still oh. wouldn't get sick of them <laughs> i like egg rolls egg rolls egg rolls are like my weakness like i'll get chinese takeout up here and I'm like, just give me egg rolls. I don't care. Soup and egg rolls. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so how are you, how do you manage, you know, own it, being a business owner yet still trying to train for practical shooting? Um, so it depends on the season, really. Um, winter is our busy time. So when it's cold, everybody wants pho. So usually pretty much from like October to February, it's harder for me to train and you know I'm usually at the restaurant and usually working full-time and then it kind of slows down you know March through summer and so I have a lot more freedom and more time to train then Mm -hmm. yeah so 
So when you're at the restaurant, you, you know, always, you know, you're always doing something. You're not, you know, you're never just doing like the paperwork or anything. It's always like, go, go, go during the, the busy season. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I do everything. Um, I mean, like I'll do cashier, run around, bus tables, wash dishes, jump in the kitchen, you know, if it's busy and the chefs need help, make sandwiches, whatever. I do everything. Yeah. Well, and that, that's a good thing. You know, it's successful, right? You know, you're able to, you're able to pivot and move and do different things, which is important in shooting. Do you find yourself drop stepping at work? Yes. Sometimes <laughs> I can't do it when I'm holding a bowl of pho, but yeah, it's like a T and Ken's video where it's like they're, they're at the grocery, at the grocery store. store. <laughs> Every now and then. I mean, I catch myself at work doing it all the time and I don't know why it's just like, how did I do that? But I did that. <laughs> yeah. My employees are kind of like, what did she do it? <laughs> So T wants to know what, what, what's your ultimate goal in shooting? Um, my ultimate goal I'd say is to just be really proficient. I don't, I don't really have like a, like a big goal of becoming like an M or a GM or anything like that. I mean, I'd like to eventually be that good. Um, but I mean, I know T's goal is like to go to like world world shoots and all that, which is really cool. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, that would be really cool to do, but, um, I mean, I just want to get really good mm -hmm. pretty much, you know? Yeah. And then you can just have, uh, and you can have your own matches and then you can have your restaurant sponsor all the matches and then there'd be hot soup for on every bay instead of uh, ice cold water. Like everyone wants just hot soup. I mean, I think I would eventually, you know, shooting wise, not really competition wise, but I want, I would eventually want to be good enough to where I feel like comfortable, um, maybe teaching like the community, um, like other women and, you know, Asian elders and stuff. Cause there's a lot of like Asian hate and bullying for elders going on. So I would love to like teach some of, you know, the community and get some people into to competitive shooting too. That'd be cool. That is pretty cool. That would be honestly pretty cool. And it, yeah, and it's, it's nice. Cause then you can actually get back to the community other than just having awesome food, you know, yeah. teaching <laughs> guns. And then, and then you got all these, uh, everyone just carrying that. Well, and that's kind of cool too. I mean, you're, you're in Texas, like, which, which is like the biggest state in the whole country because it takes forever to drive across Texas. Yeah. You wouldn't think about, you, you wouldn't think that like, Oh, it's just Texas, right? No, it takes you all day to drive across the freaking state. Yeah. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I think a lot of, you know, Asians or elderly people or women, like, they just don't, they don't know much about guns, and they're just misinformed, or, you know, they're scared of it, and I think educating those people would be really nice, and mm -hmm. getting them in the right direction and path. Yeah, which I can see that, too, and, that, and that'd be nice, and it, it definitely, it, like I said, it promotes the community, it makes things a little bit better probably a little safer I'm not saying that your neighborhood or the the area is unsafe you know but more people carrying guns is a good thing yeah. i mean morally and state mentally stable people carrying guns yes. don't need the psychos but yes so um speaking of that i guess well i guess not really i'm guess i'm gonna pivot because, but i'm gonna keep talking because dead air is like the death of uh, death of radio uh but at least that's what my friends tell me <laughs> anyway um, what will, if you could decolmate this season to being a success, what would be that thing that makes it a success for you this year? This year? Um, I mean, I'm going to nationals. I'm going to CO Nats. Um, for me, I just want to perform better than I did last year. Um, just maybe seeing like self growth and me performing better than I did 
you know, would make me happy. I forgot where I placed last year, but I think just, um, I've been, ha- I feel like I've been having a lot of mental blocks and just like, sometimes I'll shoot really well. And then sometimes I feel like I'm shooting really slow and I just need to be like more consistent. So also Paula has a bet. She wants me to be a class by April. So, oh, okay. so but yeah. How, now, how close are you to making uh, a class? I don't know. I choke on classifiers a lot. Is that because the, it's this this mind this this mental thing of like oh no this actually has to count for something or yeah, yeah pretty much and it's like I know what I should be doing and what I you know think about the process and I listen to a lot of Steve Anderson and all that so like when I'm listening to a lot of podcasts I do well during my um, local matches and stuff and then sometimes I get little blocks and I don't know <laughs> yeah 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 well I can see it and, and you know it. And sometimes it's just when you, so you know how some people say about they stop caring and that's when they succeed or they get better is because they stop caring about it and just they shoot like it's a yeah. stage. It, it it seems like probably that would be the best. Um, this is Pax. Hi, Pax. Did you eat your treats already? Yeah, he eats fast. He yeah. Eats yeah. <laughs> now, do you, do, you, do you take all your dogs to the groomer or do you do it? Um, I cut the Yorkies myself. So I had three Yorkies and a German Shepherd. So I cut all the Yorkies hair and then Ray, she kind of just sheds and I just vacuum her hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of the way here. Like I don't try grooming my Corgis. Yeah. It's just, it's like one, they don't like vacuums and two, it just, it's it, yeah. no fun. <laughs> but besides the point, I mean, like it just, you just vacuum like every other day and it goes away, I guess. Yeah. For German Shepherds, it never goes away, no matter how much you vacuum. Yeah. Well, that's when you just get the Roomba that that's going to be eventually clogged up because it just keeps eating all our hair. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you, what, and I guess we'll talk about your dog a little bit. I saw that you and T went to a dog training seminar. Yeah. Um, we went to a Larry Crone um, and Jay Jack Silverman and Jay Jack and Joe, Joel Silverman um, workshop um, last or a couple months ago it's pretty cool um it's just a lot of like psychology behind the dog and you know just we had like one-on-one time to work with our dogs and then it was also a group environment so it was pretty cool to like put your dog in that environment and kind of test them and test kind of their skills and what you've been training you know working with them to train them mm-hmm. now yeah. was was there a lot of dogs that were reactive to the other dogs that were there yeah uh, I think most of the people there like that's what the issue was is their dog was having reactivity issues. Um, so he basically put all of us, maybe like 10 or 12 of us in a circle really close to each other. And we would take turns like walking our dog in between and weaving in and out of people um, just to show. And he kind of showed us that, you know, we can, we can um, work with our dogs and keep them calm and, you know, they, they won't always react. And it's kind of, based on how you react to everything too and how much your dog like connects with you and so mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a really good workshop yeah now what was your um, now with taking ray there uh what was your biggest thing you wanted to get out of that seminar um for me it's a lot of little things like she just has like some bad habits at home like she does this thing where we call zombie ray um like when she wants to get in the house when she's outside she'll like stand up on the on the door in the window and she'll like claw at it like this mm-hmm. <laughs> like a zombie um but it's just like little things like pulling on the leash even though you know we do a lot of like healing working uh 
work healing um, where she's right next to you and stuff. And mm-hmm. she knows like, a lot of tricks and she's good most of the time, but it's just like a lot of little things. She's also reactive to certain dogs, but not uh, not all dogs. So that was like one of the big issues that I was trying to work on too. Is it bigger dogs or is it smaller dogs? It's just like random dogs. Like if like if a dog is cool with her, she's cool with it. But if it like barks at her first and, you know, tries to start something, then she'll be pretty reactive to it and she'll like stand her ground. Yeah. And then she just at the home at home, she just squishes the 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 Yorkies, right? <laughs> she's actually pretty she's pretty good at not squishing the littlest one. I try to I try to make sure that they're, you know, separated sometimes, but with the new house. We used to separate them at the old house, but with the new house, we're like, all right, we're going to let, you know, Ray wander the house and, you know, we'll see how it goes. And she was actually really good with Leo. Um, Ray is like 67 pounds and Leo is about three and a half to four pounds. So it's a big difference. So like, you know, she accidentally like paws him. He'll like go flying. So (laughs) I mean, that I mean, that's not very fun, but it's still like a little animation. (laughs) Wee! So we just have to be really careful, but I mean, we keep an eye on them and she's actually very gentle with him and she kind of just like stays out of his way and he stays out of her way. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. the ball's in between, right? Yeah. She's yeah. obsessed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and it's funny because I always like it when you're always posting bang, you know, you little, the dog tricks with her and it's, it's just so fun. Yeah. She's like, I, I don't really know how she learned that trick. Like I never really like taught her, like that's a pretty hard trick where you have to like teach them to lay down and kind of like lay on their side and stay and all this. And she just kind of like learned it and did it out of nowhere. And she's really good at it. That That is pretty cool, especially for not being actually like actively training it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool though. Trick now. Yeah. So um, I guess we can talk a little bit more about shooting because that's why we're here. But I mean, although I ramble and change topics like crazy because that's how this thing always works because it pops in my brain. I got to ask it. But anyway, so if you weren't shooting a shadow two, what would in carry optics, what would you be shooting? In carry optics? Hmm. I don't know. I really love my shadow twos. Mm-hmm. I heard tan foglios are nice. I mean, that's what Dazi shoots. Mm-hmm. Maybe try out one of those or maybe a Beretta 92X. Mm-hmm. JJ path. I mean, yeah. I mean, does it come with an espresso maker? Because I think it should. Yeah. Um, I, I I remember when he started drinking the espresso and he knew this. He'd speak Italian. Yeah. It was that was that was glorious content. I'm not gonna lie. His wife was always just like, Yeah, exactly. She's like, What are you doing? But she puts up with a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like in your area, there's so many good shooters there, right? Like on, on like the average weekend level, like you've got people like Dazi who come in second at nationals and yeah. then follow like, you know, GMs, M's and all the way down. It's crazy how, how good the local yeah. scene is. Yeah. It's like so many good locals. Like it's usually like Dazi is at the top, Ken, Ken Yang, uh, Ryan Wilkes. Um, let's see. Matt's always at the top of carry optics. And then we have like a bunch of other local guys that are like all M's and really good too. Malin. Mm-hmm. Who else? There's just so many. <laughs> yeah. You can't forget the dude with the BDE, the big dad energy. Oh yeah. Um, you can't forget David. <laughs> yeah. David, da- David's a hoot. Yeah. He David puts Ch- the, he puts the dad jokes on fire. 
<laughs> it's because he's a he's got that dad he's that dad with a big big uh big dad energy it's hilarious yeah um yes yeah, it's, it's nice having like you know really good local shooters because it keeps you motivated mm-hmm. when everyone really into training and stuff so it's cool yeah and it, it's nice i guess because then you don't have like this salt this false sense of confidence right like oh look at i i, I won my local but like yeah. yeah you're the only like b-class shooter here i'd hope you'd win your local yeah but no your local's the complete opposite you got m's and gm like it all trickles down yeah so nice. it's like when i when i hit like above 70 percent, i feel really proud because i know that these guys are like really good shooters mm-hmm. especially dazi it's crazy it's, do you know if he's going back to nationals um, I think he is. I saw him signed up for CO Nets this year. Yeah, which is crazy is that most of the slots are already full. Yeah, it's like I hate I hate like the squatting game where you're like moving around and you're like, oh, this person's jumping here, and you're like, oh, they're gonna go. I gotta move and all this. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely a pain. I had to deal with that a little bit earlier this year of like, or or you squatted or too early, and then your buddies are all gonna squat after you, and you're like. Oh, now I got to move squads again. And, and and then like, Oh no, we can't fit. We can't fit everybody on this squad now with what's left. So we all got to jump again. And it's like, there's only so many squads guys. Yeah. Like I'm waiting for Matt right now. So normally I think for CO Nats, I like to squad with Marco and um, Chase Reigns, um, mm-hmm. buddy group and Matt. And so right now Matt didn't have a slot. So we're waiting on Matt. So we can try to figure out which squad we're gonna go on. Darn it, Matt! How dare you not get a slot? Right? He's so good. He, there's like a, I, I think they need to figure out like a different slot system. I would guess so, but there's so many ways to earn a slot too. Like you think about it, like from, net, you know, area matches in your area to you know, um, like what else, nationals performance, or even just getting them from your section, but. In what Northern Texas? You actually are part of like the North Texas section, I'm assuming. But there's like so many people, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, and it's very hard. But you think about it, all the best shooters are going to be at this nationals again because it's standalone. Everyone's going to go to carry optics. Yeah, like, and that was the hard part too of going to like what the year before was what carry optics PCC, which actually wasn't a big deal. But the year before that was carry optics production in Florida. So all the good production shooters shot production instead of shooting carry optics like they normally would. Yeah. But yeah. I, or they just got to find a way to have a bigger uh, venue to hold more people in the match. Yeah. But then also not wait like freaking eternity to then send out those slots and then then open registration start is like a month later. Yeah, I feel like they should do it like a little closer. Like I don't, I'm not sure what they're waiting for when they're like. Mm-hmm. When- like january 20th for the slots and then like march something mm-hmm. i could understand being like uh like two weeks maybe you know like two weeks from all right we're gonna open up pre-registration now and then real registration opens two weeks later i can understand to take giving them two weeks yeah yeah that would make more sense so then you yeah if you got people wait until their next paycheck to pay for their 300 dollars match fee <laughs> <laughs> i mean but it, it seems like it's worth it but but I hope to go to nationals in 24. I don't, it's not in the cards for me. Or open or anything? No, I just don't have the the PTO time to take it off. Cause I, I have to drive down all the way down to Talladega. That's like a 12 hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. Ours, I think it's about 10 hours. Maybe. But you got to drive halfway through Texas 
Just think about yes, that. Exactly. You got to drive halfway through Texas. I just go straight south. Eventually, I'll get to Alabama. When I hear the banjos playing, I'll be there. Yeah, I drove the first year, and then I flew last year. And I think flying is definitely the way to go versus like a eight to ten hour drive. Long as you have a buddy who's going to drive to take your Zuka cart. Yes, Matt. Thanks, Matt. You're the <laughs> exactly, but. We got to talk about Zuka now because oh, yeah. it's like the, the best things ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I did get somebody to buy one the other day and I don't feel bad about it at all. I was like, yes. Well, so, you're like helping them, you know, it's like it saves you a lot of like saves your back. It does. And then you got to find the right bag to go in the Zuka, though. That That is like so critical, though. It seems like you got to have the right bag so you can get to all your pockets now I mean, there's, a of, there's a lot of good options out there like the d the double alpha range bag the medium one that one fits pretty well um i use the google rebus one and i really like that one yep the safari land fits pretty well um i have a ced bag what, the, what they call it the talon strong bag. it was it's like a medium double alpha bag but not branded by double alpha mm -hmm. but still made the same and it's yeah. like only a hundred dollars oh nice but it's a limited edition, it seems like, because they, they I, I noticed that they came out with it a couple of years ago. They relaunched it last year, and then it's gone again. I'm like, oh, dang it. You value bag that I can't, no one can get, because I love this bag, but can't get, people can't just go buy it all the time, which sucks. Yeah, I heard the, um, the double alpha range one has been sold out for a long time, too. My friend's mm -hmm. been yeah but it seems like they're trying to push that other bag, like their elite bags or their the, the Broly bag. Mm -hmm. it's not it's not the same it, it, it just needs really big knobby tires yeah but you were using the small you were using the smaller zuka like an actual disc golf zuka for a while right um so i started with the all-terrain and i started the zuka trend because <laughs> my husband mm -hmm. well yeah because you already had them at home right you're like oh this is kind of handy did you just did you do abscond with one of them and he didn't notice or did he no, buy you one? <laughs> so he's like very handy and he knows how to like build anything. Mm -hmm. So I was going around when I first started shooting and I was like looking for the best cart option because everyone pulls a wagon and I was pulling a wagon too. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, um, I was like, can you like mod this and build me this? And he's like, he's like, oh, you know what you need? You need a Zuka cart. And I was like, what's that? And so he showed me his and then he made me buy my own. He wouldn't give me his, but so I bought my own. So he suggested the all-terrain. So I got that one. And then for my birthday, like a few months later, he got me the compact version because he said I was carrying too much. Like I would stuff everything into the all-terrain, the big one. And mm -hmm. he was, it was like too heavy for me. And he said I needed to downsize and he didn't want me carrying so much and, you know, making it so heavy. So I downsized to the smaller one, the compact cart, which is like kind of like the same model as the all-terrain. It's just smaller. Mm-hmm. And then I really missed like carrying everything. So I went back to the backpack cart, which a lot of the shooters here have. And I, I really like that one. Yeah. I wish Zuka would come out with their, uh, a bag designed for that cart. Yeah. Like, like the, what is it, the all terrain in all of them. Well, they have a bag that goes with the backpack cart XL. Mm -hmm. It fits like a lot of stuff. So, I mean, if you're not like wanting your own backpack, shooting backpack and you're cool with like just having the cart they have a they have like an insert that goes with that and it fits a lot of stuff oh okay now did did you stick with the fenders uh, or uh, or for the big cart or did you, did you skip that again um i skipped that but alex costa made 3d printed me some od green ones 
which he's going to put on soon. So he mm-hmm. just finished them and I'm waiting for him to put those on for me. Yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty cool. Now, what other accessories do you have on your cart? So on my cart, I always have my umbrella holder with my umbrella um, because I hate the sun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then um, I have the, the G, the G tray for like loading my mags and stuff. Um, and then I have just the basic water bottles and I have the, um, the little bazooka pouch that you can hang on the back of it. Oh, okay. Cool. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty legit. I've got, I've got the tray as well. Cause you got to load your mags on something because I think that's you know, like one of the most useful like accessories. Yeah. You got to wrench it down. It seems like onto the, onto the, the pole, but other than that, it's pretty golden. But you load your mags because then you're not bending over. The trick is to put, the, at least for me, is to put the tray facing off to like the side of the cart so I can still sit on the cart. Yeah, yeah. I face mine on through the back. My tray's in the back. Okay, mm-hmm. so just it's hanging out off the back when you're doing it. Yeah. That's pretty smart. I, I, but the nice thing is, huh? Go ahead. You're fine. Oh, oh, I was just saying, like, I have a lot of people go by and like, can I put my drink down here and can I load my mags on your tray? And a lot of people use it. Yeah, for me, it seems like it's still awkward because like I have mine set up and I use it to load mags sometimes, but I also find myself going over to the table still and loading my mags on the table. Yeah. But but I don't know. It's Maybe it's because I have it in the middle of the bay because I use mine as a ca- It holds my camera up. So I get yeah. like that high sky camera view. So I, I get like the, the top angle. So I don't ever ask anybody to record my stages. It's just that, that GoPro from the sky that does it. Well, that's cool. But the nice thing is the the stand, well, the the tray will also hold like a, a Milwaukee fan, so you don't have to get nice, nasty, hot, and sweaty. <laughs> oh yeah, during the summers I always have my fan, and during the winter I always have my Mister Buddy heater. Oh, that's the great thing about Texas. It gets a little cold, but you can still shoot all winter. It's, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cold like this past weekend, and definitely like made it a lot harder what's cold in texas cold um it was like 30 to 40s this past weekend when we were shooting that's not cold it's freezing (laughs) what are you talking about i shot a steel challenge match when it was 17 degrees outside the other week and it was horrible see like i probably couldn't feel my fingers like i couldn't feel my fingers this weekend so if it was 17 i probably wouldn't have made that match at all yeah no um the only reason is because i got to shoot my new gun so that was the only reason i was going i was just like well, I got to pick it up from you anyway, so I guess I'll shoot the match. <laughs> yeah, you got to remember, like, people in Texas, once it hits, like, under 30 degrees, like, we don't know what to do, and we don't know how to drive, and everyone just kind of, like, hibernates. That was funny you say that, because, like, I remember I had to go on a work trip down to the DFW. It was mm-hmm. right around the time, I think it was Ebola broke out or something, like, it hit the States for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, of course, had to go to DFW, and guess where it landed at? It was DFW. I was like, great. And then the one guy chauffeuring us around for this um, work trip. He was like, oh, yeah, we don't know how to drive when there's ice on the road. So uh, just be prepared. if, Because, uh... of course, it was in the middle of the winter. Yeah. yeah really... Thanks, everybody, for stopping in this middle of this awesome conversation with Miss Jen Tang from Texas. 
Um, anyway, let's talk about our sponsors because without sponsors, uh, we're a little less lame. We're lame. I'm just going to say it. We're kind of lame. But anyway, go fast, don't suck. I talked about them in the beginning. All the great things I say about Bill's company is true because Bill puts out hard work and he supports the shooting sports and he puts out memes to make you enjoy it. But anyway, go fast, don't suck.net. Tell him Manny sent you in the notes of your order and just move on with your day, guys. I, I greatly appreciate it if you did that. But anyway, um, Hunter's HD Gold. Brian's one of the hardest working guys on the sport, too, just like Bill. They're very passionate. Uh, Brian works a lot of hard hours. He's showing up to matches. His office staff are grinding away, getting your glasses out as fast as you place the order. So go check them out, huntershdgold.com. We can't forget, run over to dominatedefense.com. Go get your Mach 1 speed belt combo. It's the best belt in the business, in my opinion. I'm a little partial to that, but they're awesome. Manny Talks 10 for 10% off your Mach 1 speed belt combo. Use the code. Even Like I said, Manny sent me. Manny sent me, and it'll be awesome, and I graciously appreciate that. But anyway, also, divtechshop.com. Go tell Nathan Dively you love his product because they're awesome 3D-printed magnets that are on the belt. They're very inexpensive, yet very great, good quality. Uh, I think they're better than the double alpha magnet offerings, just in my opinion. But anyway... Many talks shooting for 10% off your whole order there. Don't forget, run over to Laugh and Load, the home of the Pew Time podcast. My friends Tony and Jackie Salas, They've, they hold the official Manny Talk shooting t-shirt, um, the AFT agent shirt, the Supreme Division shirt, only shoot open because that's the one true division we have. Go check them out, um, support them. We'll go watch Pew Time as well. But anyway, that's what you have there, guys. So check those guys out. But don't forget, we've also got Targets USA. manufactures the finest steel targetry on the planet. I say it. Steve Anderson says it, so it has to be true, at least by two people. I love Jason Wood's products. They are fantastic. Um, the target stands are awesome. The Rhino knockdowns are fabulous. If because you don't have to really knock them down. You just got to ding them because they can go the other way, too. But anyway, a lot of things go the other way. <laughs> I made a funny. <laughs> anyway, don't forget, check them out, targetsusa.com. Don't forget, rangepanda.com, Eric. Steiner, Gianni Giordano, great shooters, awesome new products, 3D printed accessories for your press, CNC accessories for your presses, um, optics covers. You've got pistol stands they come out with from time to time. They can do custom lizard foam. Get it now before the season starts. Eric is a busy shooter, and he's at all, all these majors. But anyway, go check them out, um, rangepanda.com. Tell them Manny sent you. I mean, it's not that hard, guys. Manny sent me. They understand who it is. It was timheronshooting.com. Used to do a podcast with Eric, but hey, Tim Sharon's put Tim Heron has put me on the map of practical shooting. He got me started. He got me on a great developmental train to get going. So I appreciate Tim. Check out his schedule. Get in a class if you can. I recommend it highly. Don't forget, Chili Custom Gunworks sponsor the 2023 Michigan Sectional and Area Five at Brooklyn Sportsman's Club. Please sign up. Anyway, if you want an L2 E2 grip for your staccato, do it now because they're awesome grips. They're super aggressive or not as aggressive, but still add weight. Could be aluminum, could be steel, you never know. Next build for open or limited, tell your builder, I want Chili Custom Gunworks parts. But there you have it, guys. That's the commercial, this awesome commercial. Oh, wait, hold up. My buddy's over at 2 Alpha Apparel. Awesome hoodies. I love this blue one. I love the color. It's super comfy. Check them out, too. But anyway, that's that commercial for you guys. Go check them out. All these awesome companies support me in some way or another, um, or I just enjoy their products. And I do enjoy all of their products because with, they wouldn't be in a partnership with me if I didn't like their products. Anyway. Let's get back to this awesome episode with Miss Jen Tang. I will say it's pretty cool. Texas is cool. They have Bucky's. Yes. But now Bucky's is expanding, but still. Beaver nuggets are an essential road trip snack. I don't care who you are or where you're from. Beaver nuggets. You had the um white chocolate covered ones? No. I need those now. Yeah. 
So, so Brian, I know you're listening to this white chocolate covered uh, beaver nuggets, please. In the next care package. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're a must try. Yeah. Now, is there a bad flavor of beaver nugget? Um, I don't think so. There's like the sea salt ones, which are kind of like too sweet in my opinion. Cause like the originals, you know, pretty sweet already and pretty good. And then there's like a sea salt one and that one's like even more sweet. So I, I kind of stay away from that. Mm. The white chocolate's pretty sweet too, but it kind of like mellows out because it's chocolate. Mm. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, uh, that's what, that's what honestly somebody needs to do is start a YouTube channel and do it solely for Bucky Beaver Nuggets reviews. You know, they get them that ASMR kind of thing going on and they just like they eat right. I, I, I don't know. I could, I could not watch that, but I could understand why people enjoy listening to that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so, and you, oh yeah, that's right. You painted your Zook, your new Zooka cart. You, you painted, how was that experience? Um, It was actually a lot of work, but I really like how it turned out. So I think it was worth it. So, so Zuka should offer an OD green large backpack cart, right? Yeah, they should offer everything in OD green. Everything should be offered in OD green. Mm-hmm. Or Ranger green. I mean, depends on, I guess it depends on what they label it as, but yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so like Eric needs to make OD green like optics covers. Yes. I tried to uh, message him to do that. And he was like, um, I mean, I could, but it would take a while. And it was yeah, long yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 I'm too busy making memes and playing with my infinities to uh, make up op- green optics covers. No, but he does have the lime green or the the neon green, but it's okay. That's what I have on mine, the lime green ones. Yeah, I've got two of those that are lime green too. You can't miss them. I mean, that's the best thing about them. Like if you drop it, like oh, there it is. Yeah, that's so true. I can't, I can't complain about that, but but everyone needs a Zuka cart. So uh, so Zuka needs to set up Jen with a discount code. You know, I actually emailed them like a couple weeks ago because everyone, because um, because Malin tagged me in your post and he's like, Zuka, we've never heard from you. And Jen introduced this and I was like, hey, uh, you know, like the shooting community has really enjoyed your cards and blah, blah, blah. Like, have you guys ever thought of, you know, looking into this community and making it a cart for us and all this and no response so far. <laughs> Which is funny enough. So um, the guy who I got to buy a Zuka cart um tagged me in it and i posted it on my story and guess and when i typed was like i converted someone to zuka guess who liked my story zuka <laughs> zuka did and then i i screenshot it and sent it to mal and he's like what this is bullcrap <laughs> it's okay i i love i love my zuka car I, I don't think i'd ever get rid of it i don't but that's why i'm also like i want a bag that's like meant for the cart because mm-hmm. i never take my backpack out of it like the backpack just lives in the cart I'll send you the link for it. You have the backpack cart XL? Uh, I think so. What, yeah, whatever fits the medium double alpha bag is what I've got. So. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll send you the link for the insert and maybe you can buy that and see if you like it. Yeah, because like the backpack's a nice idea, like, but no one ever, like everyone has the good intention of taking the backpack out of the cart. But, but you it never, never see- <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, or you go to nationals, right? Like you pack all the crap you need for nationals in some other bag, like your guns are in a gun vault, you know, like a Pelican case or, or a vault case. And then you're like, cool, I'll ship that w- with my luggage and my guns and my, my range bag, but I'm not taking the backpack because it's ungodly huge for what you get to, you know, travel with and heaven forbid you have a loose round in your bag. Oh my Lord. Oh, that happened to me. <laughs> when I was flying did they give you a note like the the no-no finger well he was like uh, 
he's like, oh, I got to stop you and check your bag. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't have anything. And then he like pulled out around from like the front pocket. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh shit. I was like, my nipple. And he's like, it's okay. <laughs> just, they just throw it away and move on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought I was like in big trouble or something, but. Now, if you just had a bunch of loose ammo, there'd probably be a problem. Yeah. But it is what it is, right? I mean, it, I, I've known people who have literally just lost a mil, a bunch of knives because they, they always carry a pocket knife and then they go to the airport and then they're like, well, here you go. Just fucking, he just tells them, well, you keep, tell, he tells the people, just keep it because don't throw it away because it's like actually worth something. <laughs> you just take that home with you. So I heard a secret is that you go stick it in a plant and then when you come back, you just, you know, grab it out of the plant. Just remember which plant you stuck it in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's somewhat a case. I mean, I've seen, I think I do remember seeing a video of somebody putting a knife there and then coming back for it, but it was like, that's a one in a million kind of thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's very lucky in that point, but I guess, um, oh, this is a great idea. So um, what is something that really you struggle with currently in shooting other than your mental issues, mental stuff that you've talked about is like, is there a target that is just like always your nemesis or like activators? Mm, I've gotten better at activators. I think like maybe last year I was kind of struggling with activators and then I took the JJ class and I got a little bit better at that. So activators, it is hard for me to get it, you know, two shots in on the first pass. But I mean, lately... I've been doing okay with activators. Mm -hmm. um, I think my biggest struggle is probably just movement. Like, mm -hmm. I feel, I think because I'm used to like watching T and she's so good at like moving and, you know, she's so efficient and everything. So I think that's my focus point this year is just working on my movement and then maybe like speed. Um, I'm kind of like, like too focused on being accurate and I know I should be working on my speed more and you know just kind of like picking up the speed and then once I figure that out you know the accuracy will come with it and all that stuff so you need to take a lesson from the raw time champ Matua <laughs> just go uh, fast and don't care about any hits they could all be mics as long as you long as it's super fast yeah well I trained with him last week and he gave me a couple of drills to do so that helped yeah that's good and that's really nice is that you're able to go out and you train and you know, you're able to go out as a group and you're able to not spend all your ammo in one time because, you know, you're all yeah. taking turns and you can always pull different ideas off of everybody. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really lucky to have like all these M's and GM's around. Yeah. Especially M's and GM's that are willing to share information because there, there are some M's and GM's that are like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything because no one told me these things. Oh, really? Everyone, everyone I've encountered has been like really helpful. Yeah, ever most people are, but it's that rare case of somebody who doesn't want to help or doesn't want to communicate, you know. Yeah, they don't want to give their secrets away. Yeah, or they just want to come shoot the match and then leave and then not help tear down. <laughs> I'm not calling anybody out, but I mean, there are those people. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how this is a good question. How has shooting changed your life outside of the shooting sports? um outside the shooting sports uh I feel like it's given me like a passion and something to look forward to um before the only thing I really did was like go to work and then hang out with my dogs I think training like my dogs and spending time with them was like you know like my one hobby mm -hmm. but now I actually have like a real hobby and 
it's made me, I think, a lot more confident. Um, I feel like, you know, carry, being able to carry and being independent and taking care of myself, like just being able to protect myself, I think is a really big thing. Being mm-hmm. Female and all that. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's super big too, is, you know, having that confidence to be able to feel like you can do that and be proficient with a firearm. Because if you think about it, most, you know, the, the B-class USPSA shooter is better than 99% of the average carrying population as it is. And, and that you see, you feel so defeated because you're only at top 75% of the GMs and you're like, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I love that I found shooting because I never, I mean, I took Kung Fu when I was younger and, you know, that was fun. But, you know, as you grow up, you kind of like grow out of it. But I feel like shooting is something that will like last for a really long time. And I just love shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as the primers and the bullets keep flowing, it's everything's okay. Yeah. And there's always something to work towards. So, you know. Oh, yeah. There all, there's always something. If it's If it's not your movement it's your grip and your trigger control or it's how you play in a stage or what there's so many things like there's so many things that is that help competitive shooting that aren't shooting like yeah. the, the running and yeah, I, <laughs> I mean i don't mind running nowadays but some days it sucks yeah yeah now uh, what else? Is oh Lord! Now, what happens if, if 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 everybody stopped shooting um carry optics? Would you just move up to open like everybody else? I don't know. I mean, I I kind of want to start shooting open, like I really do. Mm-hmm. But it's like I can't shoot. I don't have the time to shoot like both carry optics nationals and open nationals. So I'm kind of torn right now. Like I don't know what to do. Yeah, but I do want to like. I feel like I could learn a lot from open, um, you know, once I start shooting it, maybe mm-hmm. improve and get better with that just overall. So I don't know what to do <laughs> right now. Well, the, well, the nice thing is if you did shoot open nationals, I mean, it'd be closer. It would be closer than, uh, than Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm mainly shooting carry optics nationals because I got a slot. I'm not really looking forward to shooting it during the summer because it's just, it feels like it's going to be really hot. No, nothing's as hot as Texas summer. You're fine. Really? Ohio's yeah. not- no, you'll get, you should be able to get a nice breeze. What is that? That's a June match, right? My dog is acting crazy. Oh, well, right. probably. Is, is it because, is she hearing my dogs? Because I mean, that'd be impressive that she could hear my dogs barking. No, she's just like eating a treat like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, oh, she's going at it too. She's really what? having it. That's not yours. <laughs> she stole my smaller dog's treat. Oh, darn it. She still packs his treat. Oh, she's still Evie. Evie's the little Yorkie. Yeah, the littlest one. No, the second littlest one, the girl. Oh, the little girl. Yeah. Now, uh, now I got to know how old are all the dogs? Um. So Leo is 10. He just turned 10. Evie and Pax are turning eight in February, in February, I think. Yeah, in February. And then Ray is turning seven this year. Wow, you've got decently older dogs. You don't have like a really young puppy yet. Yeah, it's I'm trying to I'm trying to have a puppy from Leo, my little one. We're trying to like 
um, meet him with another dog so I could have his little baby and I can be Leo's, you know, grandma. (laughs) We want like a piece of him to live on. So we're. Yeah. God, the thing would be probably like this big, right? Yeah. He's so cute. Yeah. That's crazy. A three and a half to four pound dog. That just sounds like, oh, there's my shoe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but June, June should be maybe 70, maybe 80 degrees. So you'll be fine. I don't think it it shouldn't be too warm. There's just more humidity. Uh, But that's about it. That is Texas. So yeah but you never know it could it, it could rain it probably won't but it should it won't be like texas hot so so but really everywhere else so texas is weird you don't shoot matches in the summer because it's too hot that's where everyone else gets to shoot matches because it's just right well we say we say we're not going to shoot matches but you know we're so addicted that we end up shooting matches anyway and then you all begrudgingly hate yourselves because it's like, like this was miserable like the first maybe one or two stages is okay. And then like after that, everyone's just kind of miserable. So so what's everyone's go-to snack on the range? Because we all know we got to have snacks. Snacks. Uh, let's see. Tea brings a lot of fruit. And then um, Paula likes to bring um, peanut butter jelly sandwiches, the little Smucker's ones. Mm-hmm. Let's see, my go-to snack. I don't know. I just I bring a lot of stuff, like Trader Joe's, a lot of Trader Joe's snacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, do you have chopsticks in your range bag? I do not, but we usually we usually go eat afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like that's everyone goes after them. You know, everyone likes to go after a match to go eat a meal. It's fun. Yeah, it just makes the six-hour day shooting event even better because you spend then two hours at the restaurant talking about shooting. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the weird looks from the other patrons who are like, what are they talking about? Yeah. And you're there. Everyone's like on their phone watching their videos. And then we're like, oh, scores are up. Scores are up. <laughs> yeah. Or, or or then there's the one person blasting like, then people at the other table are like, <laughs> just playing a video game over here. It's usually, it's usually a great defense, but it's not, it's even better than that. Cause you get to run around with guns. Now, was there, when you first started, was there something you were really like unsure about or nervous about going to your first match? Um, Go to my first match. I think I was mostly just trying to be safe. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was pretty excited just to shoot when we first started. So I don't think I was really like nervous about anything. Um, I did get DQ'd on my first match. I think I I like shot a shot over the berm when I was I don't know if it was like during unload and show clear or something. Oh, I think um it was one of Ryan's practice matches. Um oh. he's unload and show clear and instead of dropping the mag first, I like unloaded it first and then and then dropped there was still basically there was still a round in there. Mm-hmm. And like when I showed clear, I shot off a around well at least it was at a practice match it wasn't awfully terrible right yeah trick is you just make sure you do that into a target just point it at a target (laughs) oh like i was just making up that delta with an alpha it's okay right yeah but um you know what it's okay i was like you know i felt bad but then everyone's like oh everyone gets dq'd don't let that deter you from coming back and i just kept coming back even though (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to happen to all, all of us at some point. Knock on wood, that's not tomorrow, you know. <laughs> we can only prolong the DQ ferry. Yeah. It's better to, I guess, I would say it's better to get it off earlier in, the, in your shooting career than later. But yeah. this is how it is, right? Yep, happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. So what major matches, um, other than Carry Optics Nationals, are you planning on going to? Um, so this year, I've got Caribbean Open next week. Oof. I've got World Pistol Shootout. And then um, I signed up for Dragon's Cup. And then I have Nationals. And then I'm probably going to sign up for Area 4 and North Texas Open. What is okay? You, you're in Area Four. What is up with Area Four? Why is it not open yet? It's not open yet. I don't know. Is it? I don't. I don't think they open it till like a little bit later because it's like later in the year. Because it's, it's, I think it's usually September. It's in um, beginning of June this year. Oh, I'm really bad with dates. <laughs> well, the only reason I say that is because that is the same weekend as Area Five, and oh, Area. Same yeah, it's the same weekend. And I'm like, why is this? But from well, the there's, reason, there's a new director this year, so I don't know. Maybe. I mean, but it's still in it's still in Tulsa because it's still Chad Stanton. Chad Stanton and Mel are the co-match directors on the match. Oh, okay. But it's like the I think the original rationale I got was it was th- that Nationals had the same weekend as what was going to be Area Four, so then they moved it to the beginning of June, and it's the same weekend as Area Five, and I'm still really concerned because. If that is the case, and they're going to have the same weekend as Area Five, they're fa- they're very close. They're in six months, so I was like, "That's why I'm like, why is it not open yet?" Yeah, that is weird. Then, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I just want them to move their date again, so then all the people who are going to shoot both matches can then just come sign up for my match um, in Area Five because we want them to be at Area Five. But I mean, that's just me being selfish, but. Are you running Area 5 match or something? Uh, I, I work it. I mean, it's at my local club, so uh, I, I got to help promote it. Helping out and everything. Oh, yeah. Like, if anything, I would be, like, the assistant match director, but I'm not taking that title. Uh-uh. I'm not taking credit for that. No, I'm not. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a background guy. I put most of the – I help put most of the stages on the ground, but I'm not that guy. Yeah. But – which – it sucks is when you put – when you've got major matches, like, major, major matches on the same weekend. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like area matches, that's where you draw a lot of talent. You draw the big names, you draw, you know, people who travel. Like I'm lucky enough, Eric Steiner is coming back again because he wants redemption from last year, which is awesome because I love seeing Eric. Um, because he's a hoot. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so that that's cool. I mean you got plenty of matches. What was that? So I'm squatted with Eric for nationals right now, so that should oh, be fun. That will be fun. That that would honestly be pretty fun. But uh Whatever, yeah, when he shoots the shadows twos, but uh, for the world pistol shootout, um, are you shooting both days or just Saturday? Um, I am just shooting. Is it Friday and Saturday? Well, I, I don't know. I think it's Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. I'm shooting Sunday. I have um a wedding. I have my best friend's wedding on Saturday, so I'm forced to shoot open this time. <laughs> That's such a bad punishment, right? <laughs> no, I'm actually excited that I get to shoot open though. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be pretty cool. You, you don't have many rounds, so you're open gun. You said you had, what, three matches? Yeah, I had three matches and maybe, like, one practice session, maybe one or two practice sessions. Mm-hmm. Not very many. So other than your extract, your, what, ejector or extra, extractor issues? 
Extractor. Um, yeah, it was just having problems feeding. And so Aaron Edens messaged me when I was like kind of posting that I had issues and he was like, um, try switching out the, to an HD extractor. So I got Lee Neal to do that for me and I haven't tested it yet. I just got it back earlier this week. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, that'll be fun and you get to go test it and, and go shred with it, but that'll be fun. You'll get to shoot uh world pistol shootout. And that'll be an interesting match. I feel. Yeah, my open gun. You see my case? Oh, so yeah. jealous because my case foam isn't done yet. It'll probably be done soon. Yeah, it will be. Now, what do you think of the the knobby thumb rest? I like it a lot, and I've had some people like uh, ask me where to get it and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Lee Neal makes it, but he's kind of retired from that, so he said only special people get it. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, and you got this, you got like a pretty good deal on this gun, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That's always fun. We just don't tell your husband the real price, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I told him I got, I got a good deal for it. So he's, he's happy that I didn't buy it full price. Yeah. Or, or you didn't have to wait for a full yes, price gun. You didn't. I mean, I, I wasn't even planning to shoot open anytime soon and but I'm a sucker for like really good deals. And so it fell in my lap and I couldn't say no. Right. Yeah. I mean, it could be like Koi who still doesn't even have his guns yet. I mean. Yeah. Well, that's what Koi was saying. He was like, wait, Jen got an open gun before me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel bad for Koi. I mean, it sucks, but I mean, the way the worth, it'll be worth the wait. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this is like, what was it? Koi's back. No, what was it? Cause this is going to be like Ken's backup. <laughs> Ken's backup gun. Yeah, because Ken borrowed his uh, Atlas for a while, so he's like, "I'll name it Ken's backup." <laughs> that 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 is a very good uh, name, to be honest with you. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, <sighs> but yeah, what was it? What was I even? At? Oh, I don't even remember now. I'm gonna move on now because now I totally forgot. <laughs> but it's okay. But uh, so when you train. Do you always do you train always with other people or do you sometimes go out by yourself? Um, I do like going out by myself because I feel like I can kind of focus on and work on like fundamentals more when I'm shooting by myself. Um, when I want to do more like drills and movement or like, you know, kind of more fun stuff, then I'll I'll meet up with people and train together. But I, I feel like I'm not as productive when I'm by myself. <laughs> Oh really? You don't you don't feel as productive. I would feel the other way. I would feel more productive when I'm by myself, and then be just want to more socialize. It seems like when there's everyone else around. Uh, well, I guess it depends on how big the group is. Like when I'm training with just like one other person, then it's I feel like it's really productive, um, or like one or two people. But then when it comes when it becomes more than like three people, you know, that's when it's not as productive. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, or then you got too many people in the fire and then you're just, it becomes a thing. And then it's like, are we done here? Can we go have lunch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we're just kind of like going through mags at that point. Exactly. Yeah. And then it just becomes, uh, you know, ballistic masturbation, it seems like. But it seemed like you guys just had, if I'm not mistaken, you guys just had your first match as you being a match director or a new group of match directors for what, Collin County? Yeah, for Collin County. So it's um, Ryan Wilkes, uh, T, Ken, Matt, and myself. And then we have Michael Bathon, who was kind of like helping us behind the scenes. He was nice. the previous match director. Okay. Was he just getting burnt out, I'm assuming, and just wanted to take a break? 
Yeah, um, he was running it and he was pretty much running it by himself. So I, I, I understand now how many duties there are and how much stuff there is to do. And it seems it's like so much work, even with like dividing the work between like the five of us, it, it was still a lot of work. So I have like a lot of respect for match directors now. <laughs> Yeah, and it's definitely the un they're the unsung heroes of the day, right? You know, you think about it, you shoot for like, you know, you spend all day shooting, but then it's like, well, someone's got to either set up the day prior or the day of, and then you got to put everything on the ground and. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I, um, for Collin County, I think he was kind of like running out of ideas for like stages, kind of. So I think that's what Collin County was kind of struggling with, and then we were having a lot of trouble finding people who wanted to volunteer to help. Um, to help set up and everything so um our little group we we've been talking about it since kind of like last summer and we we're like you know what it'd be kind of cool if we kind of took over temporarily so we're doing it um, January through March um, with our little group just to see how it goes um you know kind of like a fresh start with like new stages and it it turned out really well we did a Chinese uh, a lunar new year theme mm-hmm. um we had like T and I handed out little red envelopes for luck and everything. And everyone really enjoyed it. And we decorated the stages and everyone had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Yeah. Cause that, that is always cool. And it, it's nice to be able to, then you kind of see behind the curtain of right. Like what, what actually happens, what you got to set up. Um, yeah. It isn't Collin County that range. Isn't it mostly like rocks? Yeah. It's mostly gravel. Yeah. So when you got to pound something into the ground, you really got to pound something into the ground. <laughs> Yeah, so we're very grateful for all our setup leads that volunteered to come work. Yeah. Without them. Yeah, now do you, for that match, do you set up the morning of or are you able to set up the day prior? Um, We set up the morning of. The match starts at 10 and most of us showed up around 8 to set up. Did you feel rushed? Um, No, we actually had like, we had so many people come show up to help. Because I guess we got the word out there and we were like, hey, we want to make this match successful. If you can come early, please come help. And so we had like a lot of brand new shooters who it was their first match and they even showed up early to help set up. And they were just like, what can we do? And it's like some people I've never even met or seen before. And and we had like shooters from San Antonio, Austin, Louisiana, um, Houston. So it was really cool that so many people showed up from different places. That is pretty cool. Now, how many, well, you shoot what, two or three locals a month? Uh, Yeah, <laughs> around yeah. there. Because it's what, Collin County XMG? or Yeah, that... so there's, there's a JCSSA, XMG holds like two matches a month, and then there's a CTASA. They hold, um, they hold like two indoor matches and the third Sunday match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Collin County is the fourth Sunday. So there's like four or five matches. There's my she, and she's just going to steal someone else's treat again. Right. <laughs> you can just see the floof coming out of her butt. Leave it. <laughs> she's like, fine, I'm going to leave then. Yeah. <laughs> That's how my dog is. It's like you tell them to leave it or go lay down. They're like, fine, I'm leaving you. Don't, don't ever ask me to come back again. They can be such divas, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, but we couldn't live without dogs, right? Like, I mean, like, I, I definitely couldn't be a cat person. Yeah, I can't live without my dogs. They're crazy, but I love them. Yeah. 
We get we obviously let our dogs get away with too much. That's that's the that's the worst part about it. How many corgis do you have? I just have two. I have a male and a female. Aww. So my male just on the nineteenth, he just turned four, and then my female, her gotcha day. Yes, dogs get like two birthdays. People, if you don't understand, they get two yeah. birthdays. <laughs> then her got her gotcha day is on Sunday. But we rescued her from another family, so they just a corgi was not for them. Uh, but, but it was okay. So she came to us, and and it was cute, and she's still a little spunky, little demon butt. She was a good number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had we but we got them both fixed because we didn't want no dang puppies. <laughs> well, I don't own breed like that was a tricky thing too. When I had a podcast with Koi, I was talking to him about this. I didn't own I don't own the breeding. <laughs> We didn't own the breeding rights to my male. Oh, that well, was just part of that, like breeding rights. Well, the co- yeah. Well, when you sign your contract, when we signed our contract for our dog and whatnot, and oh. through our breeder, so we had he had to be able to be he had to be intact for like two years. But then we got her, and then shortly after he was two, you know, we got him fixed because. Okay. Yeah, so he's a cutie, but he's he's. A, freaking stinker but it's funny i was telling the wife today it was like he, he he's a good boy even though when he's a pain in the ass oh look at there's another dog just sleeping over there too they're, they're just like chilling yeah that one's eating they're everywhere <laughs> yeah. that's pretty awesome everyone likes dogs I, I don't care if you're a cat person you you all like dogs don't don't lie to me now well when you go to nationals do you guys stay at like an airbnb or do you stay in a hotel um i have always stayed in an airbnb yeah so much better that way too because especially can you you can split the cost up between like your whole party yeah we usually do like maybe like three people mm-hmm. it's worked out worked out the past two years that's pretty awesome yeah i i would definitely do that that that's like the smart way to go it seems like yeah um oh i guess i can ask this kind of question but uh what was if if you if you had to go back in time what would you what would current gen tell past gen about shooting? Um, I would definitely tell myself not to shoot as many matches and work more on dry firing and like training. Um and definitely like really focus on my fundamentals, get my fundamentals down. I think I just kind of like like the first year I just like pretty much my practice was like just shooting matches because mm-hmm. it was fun. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's probably like the, the biggest advice I would give myself. Yeah, but shooting matches is why you go. So you can hang out with your friends and, and yeah. shoot rounds and play with your Zuka cart and your umbrella and all these other things. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's why it's fun. Practice is never fun and glamorous. That's why we go shoot matches. I would tell myself to take it more seriously. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I could agree with that. Yeah, it's definitely take it a little more seriously and but then, then it's still fun too, because then you shoot, go mat, you go shoot, and you actually do well, and then you're happy with your performance instead of being miserable of like, why am I still sucking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess we're getting near the end. I guess I can say that. But uh, um, do you have sponsors? Um, I was sponsored by Red Hill Tactical, but I kind of just went my separate ways recently this year. So you're gonna get a New Jersey with fuzz for lovers on the front, right? <laughs> we'll see about that tax expensing all match expenses all right yeah advertisement boom yeah no that's pretty cool now you uh 
everyone should go to fuzz for lovers right yes everyone should if you're ever in dallas come visit us at fuzz for lovers we're in richardson <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and, and you can't miss it i don't know where it's at but you can't miss it <laughs> yeah it's delicious yeah matt was saying it was near like a whole foods or something is it a whole foods yeah it's pretty it's pretty convenient like location it's pretty close to the highway next to mm-hmm. whole foods mm-hmm well, there you go. And then, then people can, when they go to the grocery store hungry, they'll come out and go get some food. <laughs> I don't know if that works all the time, but it might work. But anyway, um, Jen, where can they find you on the internet if they want to get a hold of you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Jen, J-E-N-N, Tang, T-A-N-G, Shoots. Jen Tang Shoots. Mm-hmm. And, and you're going to always get dog content because that's how it works, right? It's it's never just all shooting, which I like. It's It's always fun. Yeah, it's a lot of food and dogs and shooting. Um, mm-hmm. If you like dogs, you can follow my my little Yorkie. He's got like twenty five thousand followers or something. Oh, he's got a he's freaking Instagram famous. Yeah, he's he's Instagram famous. We just got to get him like to that level of like uh, Hammy and Olivia famous. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. Do you do you spend time watching dog videos? I spend yeah, I spend a lot of time watching dog videos. Okay, that's fine. I mean, me too. But it's like okay. much time. Yeah, it's like I'm scrolling through reels and I'm like, ooh, dog video, dog video, dog video. Yeah. <laughs> I blame Koi because like we started doing that crap of just sending it back and forth to each other. I love I love checking Koi stories because he has. Oh, they're the- hilarious. <laughs> they're the best. The best. Dog video shares. Yep, because all you know, that's all he doesn't post any videos, so you know he's just gonna see scrolling through reels to find the best dog videos. Yeah, because like um like usually I'm the person that has all the dog video shares, you know, with my friends, but Koi has like new videos that I haven't seen. So that's why I like that. Yeah, that's always the fun part too. And or then they come back around too. Like there's always the people who re-upload them, and then you're like, I thought I saw this, but it's up again. But yeah well jen thank you for coming on this has actually been fun i've had a fun time with the conversation so yeah, thanks for having me you're very... cool. yeah I've, I've almost got the circuit complete now i've just got to go get like calvin is time that who get... you're from dallas uh for the most part i think i haven't talked to ryan yet or, or or uh or calvin but he's super super instagram famous he can't do nothing oh yeah he's a busy guy he's got a lot going on yeah even though he needs to go shoot carry optics instead of production. Oops, did I say that? He's been um he's been shooting limited for the past few weeks. So see how that goes. Oh, there you go. That's something different. I've been beating him, so maybe he should go back to production. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. But yeah. Well, Jen, thank you for coming on. And uh, listeners, thank you for checking this out. Until next time, get out and do the things, and I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>